Good morning. Still not working. Maybe this will work now. You know what I'm teaching on this morning? Patience. <laughs> I hope I displayed it a while ago. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and get started with a word of prayer. Mr. Uh, Johnny Wilder, you want to open us? Amen. Genesis chapter 50. Genesis chapter 50. <clears throat> We're going to be in several places this morning, Lord willing, but we'll kind of start right there. Genesis chapter 50. Is everybody there? It's supposed to change slides here. Genesis chapter 50. All right, maybe I'll do it in a minute. Does everybody remember the story of Joseph in the Bible? Not Mary's husband, but Joseph in the Old Testament. And the things he went through. He was hated by his brothers, and they ended up, remember, his father gave him a coat of many colors and loved him, and <clears throat> it made his brothers mad, so they took the coat from him and threw him in a pit, and some of them wanted to kill him, and one of them said, let's don't kill him, we can't do that, and these people came by and they sold him, so they sold him into slavery. And he ends up down in Egypt with a guy named Potiphar. And he works for Potiphar, and he finds favor in Potiphar's eyes, and Potiphar, you know, lets him run his house, basically. And then you remember what happened with Potiphar's wife. She tried to seduce him. He wouldn't do it because he was a godly man. Well, she told a lie on him, and next thing you know, Joseph ends up in prison. Ain't that something for trying to live for God? And in prison, he rose in the ranks there. God blessed him everywhere he went. And he interpreted dreams for the the butler and, and the baker and, and uh, um, came out of prison and ended up Pharaoh had a dream and they remembered him and called him out and he interpreted Pharaoh's dream and Pharaoh liked it so much he set him up second over the kingdom. Everybody remember that. Pharaoh said, only in the throne will I be greater than, than, than you. So Joseph was second in all the kingdom of Egypt which was the world power back then in the heavens. <laughs> Um, and then what happened? A famine arose in the land, and everybody was in trouble. Everybody was hungry. But Joseph had taken preparation, and had went and stored all this food. And people would come from all around, and I'm sorry. People would come from all around and get food from Egypt. So people would come and ask for food, and they'd give them food, and they'd have to give them something, or they'd sell them their land or, or something like that. Well, Joseph's there one day, and who shows up? The same brothers that threw him in the pit and that wanted to kill him. And so he hid himself. He gave them food. You all know that. We won't go through all the details there. But he ends up bringing them back. They come back for food, and he reveals himself. And it scares them to death. And it would me too if I tried to kill my brother and found out he was number two in basically the whole world. I thought he was dead. Does anybody remember a little bit later on um, when 
Joseph's father, Jacob, dies, the brothers are worried. Do you remember why they were so worried? Anybody? They thought Joseph had been keeping them alive for his father, and now that he's gone, he was going to kill them all. So they were afraid. One second here. And if you look in Genesis chapter 50, verse 19, Joseph makes a statement that just blows my mind. Joseph said, Fear not, 19 says, and Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. To bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. I don't know what to do with this thing. (laughs) I guess I'm going to have to not use it. So, that's fine. Awesome first Sunday back, by the way. <laughs> Sunday school. <laughs> it, I've, I've tested it 10 times this week. Works every time. Won't work this morning. God's probably telling me, don't use it. <laughs> so I'm not going to use it. <laughs> so Joseph says, am I God? God was doing something. You meant it for evil, talking to his brothers, but God meant it for good. And look at what God did. All the people that Joseph was able to help and save um, you know, physically from the storehouse that he built. So I kind of want to talk a little bit this morning about COVID. And I'm sure everybody's like, I'm tired of thinking and talking about COVID. Well, I am too. But I had a very nice slide I was going to show you. I mean, it was a glass filled halfway up with water. You got to think with me this morning. Picture that in your mind. So what type of person are you? Is that glass half empty or is that glass half full? Which one? I'm going to start calling on people. Make you stand up. (laughs) Half empty or half full? Half full, Miss Donna? Miss Donna says half full. I have a feeling that if you think it's half empty, you ain't going to speak up. Right. It depends on who's looking at it. So think about it. What kind of person are you? Is that glass half empty or is that glass half full? You're looking at the same glass as somebody else. Some people, what's that? Well, I thought you said what kind of glass you're having. Lord <laughs> said it depends on what kind of day you're having. I say that's exactly right most of the time. But two people looking at the same glass filled exactly halfway with water. One may see it half full. One may see it half empty. Who's right? 
Both. Both. I brought Ava Grace in there last night when I was working on all these slides. I'm never getting a show. You know, I got done about 1230, but that ain't no big deal. I mean, God, God knows all about that too. But um, <laughs> I brought Ava Grace. I didn't bring her in there at 1230. It was before she went to bed. <laughs> That's what you were saying. I'm a bad parent. So I brought her in there about, I don't know what time was it, Andrew? We put her in bed about 830 because we're good parents. No, probably, probably about 1030. Um, so I bring her in there, and she, she says, did you come up with anything else? She wanted to see my slides. And uh, I said, yeah, look at this. So I showed her this glass, and I said, is it half empty or half full? You know what she said? She said, that's water. <laughs> I said, yeah, that's water. That ain't what I asked you. Is it half full of water, or is it half empty? And I'm sitting there going, what kind of person is she going to be? That, all of a sudden, it kind of hit me that her answer was very important to me. And she, I'm sitting there going, say half full, say half full, say half full. And she said, oh, it's half full. I was like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> she got that from her daddy. <laughs> so, regardless... Two people can look at the same glass. Two people can go through the same circumstance, the same trial. One person see it one way, and the other person see it completely different. I'm not saying one's right or wrong. It's just different. So the question I had this morning was, what have you learned about four people that looked down after I said that. Why? <laughs> what have you learned from this? Anybody? Have you even thought about it? Some probably have. Yeah, what, what have we learned in the last 14 months? And I ain't talking about what have we learned about science. I'm talking about what is this what is this trial? I would say it's a trial in our life. We take a lot for granted. That's one thing. We take a whole lot for granted. Now we're going to see after this stuff comes back how long it takes for us to get back in that same situation and it'll happen because we're just like the children of Israel. Up and down. God will bless us. We love God. All of a sudden we get kind of you know content in our blessing and we forget about god he has to put us through a trial then we'll call out to him he'll bless us again then we'll forget him no we're not yeah betsy's saying we're yeah betsy's saying the same god we're not exempt from those type of things and we're not they're a perfect picture of the Christian life, in my opinion. Perfect. Just like this. You know, but, you know, somebody said you'd never recognize a mountaintop if you didn't go through the valley. And that's real easy to say. <laughs> and that is real hard to live. So what would you learn? Misty got it started. We take a lot for granted.
it made us realize that we don't need a lot of things. That's right. That's good. What else? Go, 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 go. So Betsy saw a lot of families being pulled back together, close, closeness. Although, if you look, I saw several, especially in Hollywood, that closeness ended up tearing them apart because they never had to be around each other. And when they were, they didn't like each other, and they got divorced. So we saw both. So Ms. Manna said the world wants us to be dependent on them, but we need to be dependent on the Lord. Yeah, our government's doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Is it half full or half empty? Right. It's amazing. What else? Anybody else? Ms. Donald? Okay, explain that. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people that never got outside before got found themselves getting outside. A lot of times it may have been because they were forced to because they couldn't go anywhere else. You know, thank. Yeah, that's right. So we've learned something, surely, through all this. Or have we? Here's, here's some, some statements I've heard from different ones. See if you can tell. If this is the glass half empty slide <laughs> or the glass half full slide. I heard these statements. This is the worst thing I've ever been through. I'm not saying I don't agree with these statements. These are just some statements I heard. I'm just so ready for this to be over. I am tired of staying at home. I am so ready for my kids to go back to school. <laughs> Do you think that's the glass half empty slide or the glass half full slide? Give you a hint. Was there one positive comment there? Half empty, half full. Half empty. Not saying those those statements aren't true. I mean, I don't agree with the last one because we homeschool. But, I mean, 
if we were ready to get our kids back in school, we we just out of luck because that is their school. But glass half empty. Now, here's some other statements I've heard. My life sure is a lot less chaotic. I sure have been able to enjoy more time with my family. My family is closer than it's ever been. I love homeschooling my children. (laughs) I now get to work from home. I sure appreciate things a lot more now. Is that the half empty or is that half full? That's the half full. Again, not that the others weren't true statements. They may have been to some people. I'm sure they were if they said them. So the question is, what makes the difference? What's the difference in a glass scene as half empty and a glass scene as half full? She's right, the heart. Anybody else? Appreciation, yes, yes. Anybody else? Yes. All that kind of ties into the word I'm looking for, and I know you can't read my mind. Huh? Attitude ties into it. What makes a difference? Perspective. Your perspective of the situation. Do you see it as terrible? Or do you see it as an opportunity? And hey, I'm just as guilty as anybody else. Trust me. So what does the Bible say about our perspective? Um, We were going to be able to read these on a slide, but let me turn to them real quick. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 says this. Set your affection on things above, not on things in the earth. So think about that. Did you do that? During this COVID situation, did you set your affection? What does that word mean? Set your mind on things above or on things in the earth? Do you think that would make a difference in your perspective of the situation? Absolutely. Romans 8:37 says this, "Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us." Romans 8:28, "And we know that all things work together for good. Surely that don't apply to a pandemic." Well, the Bible says all things All's all. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. That goes, Warren, to your relationship with the Lord. To them who are the called according to his purpose. And then 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In everything, give thanks. How in the world can you give thanks for a COVID-19 pandemic? I know a lot of people that lost family members. So in no way 
this morning, am I making light of what happened? I'm not. I'm just saying it happened. Now, what are we going to do about it? Did we truly learn from it? We'll find out in the days and weeks and months to come. When you get up one Sunday morning and you're just tired because you stayed out all night and you really don't want to go to church. When a month ago you were talking about how much you appreciate church now. That's when the rubber is going to meet the road. Times like that. So what are we going to do? So, you know, I began to think about this and I thought, you know, I sure didn't do it. But, you know, is it possible that God gave the church and us personally a great opportunity with this? I mean, we have all the answers that the world's looking for, don't we? Is there really a God? What does he want? It's in here. Can I really be saved? Yeah. Do I need to be saved? Oh, yeah. What happens if I don't get saved? Was there really an Adam and Eve? Was there really a worldwide flood? Yeah. We've got all the answers. So what did we do with those answers? We had an opportunity to deliver a message of hope. To a troubled world. Now, what's the question? Did we do it? If we did, we didn't, yeah. And I know a lot of people did a whole lot of good during this time. And this is what kind of, you know, God convicted my heart about this. That's not me standing up here saying, I did so well and y'all did terrible. I'm in the same boat. I'm just saying it's perspective. God gave us an opportunity through this COVID pandemic to minister to people. And I'm afraid we fell short. Again, what are we going to do about it? That's what the question that we have to deal with. So, no, it's no. And, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. At the end, we're going to talk about that, which we've got to get to the end real quick. But COVID-19, I mean, I had a list up here we were going to look at. Looking back on 2020, think about all the stuff we saw. Sickness, separation, people losing their jobs, businesses closing, schools closing, churches closing, masks, lockdowns, isolation. That hurt a lot of people. You know, uh, there was, and I, you know, it don't really matter what we think about it, but a lot of these churches that had these outreaches for people, and a lot of them are good. I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them are good. Recovering alcoholics and things like that. When that church shut down, guess what? Most of those people fell back into alcohol. Conflict. Man. If the right person sees you walk around with a mask, you're going to get an earful. And vice versa. <laughs> If the right person sees you walk around without one, you could get an earful. 
conflict. I'll tell you one thing I saw a lot of. Fear. Fear abounded. Especially back when you think about the March, April time frame. May time frame. Fear abounded. And honestly, at times, even in my own heart. I didn't know anything about this. It scared me. I was like, what about my family? What if they get it? They're going to die. Am I going to die? My mom and dad going to die. My grandparents going to get it. They're going to die. I mean, fear. And fear still abounds in a lot of people. But what does the Bible say about fear? Do you know that? Exactly. Did you know that in one form or another, the Bible says 365 times, do not fear? That's one for every day of the year. Isaiah 41.10 says, fear thou not, for I am with thee. 1 John 4.18 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. John 14.27, Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. And 2 Timothy 1.7 says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So God said, if you're a child of God, I didn't give you fear. I gave you power. I gave you love, and I gave you a sound mind. So Jay started thinking, what did Jay do with that power? And for probably 85% of the time, absolutely nothing. What did Jay do with that love? Well, outside my immediate family, not a whole lot. And what did I do with that sound mind? I let other things control that mind for a while. But God said, you don't have to do that. So what I think God did was, this kind of goes to, I think, what Warren had said and somebody else too. What was our excuse before COVID? If you can even remember before COVID, what was your excuse for not doing enough? I'm too busy. Ooh, he stripped that away. Except for warning now. <laughs> Man. You had people that were busy. Now they're sitting at home. God took that excuse. Hey, still pick up the telephone. Sure. God stripped away all our excuses. So I think he gave us, I've got to wrap it up. Well, we've got a few minutes. Um, I think he gave us um, a great occasion for two things, personal growth and outward service. Personal growth and outward service. Think about it like this. This is how I thought about myself. And trust me, when I got through thinking about this, boy, I was down. (laughs) 
in the last 14 months, did you read your Bible more or less? If you said more, don't say that. <laughs> it's not the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> I'm kidding. I hope you did. But just think about that. We're talking about personal growth. Did you read your Bible more because we had more time? Or did you read it less? Did something else fill that time void? Netflix, something like that. Disney Plus. Reading books. <laughs> I said that because Andrew's read a lot of books, but I'm just, I'm just teasing. Oh, did you? Oh, is it? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you can't really grow from this. You can't really learn anything from this if you're not going to be honest, right? What's the point? Be honest with yourself. You got to tell me, but did you read it more or less? Um, Did you spend more time, everybody knew I was going here, in prayer or less? You see how I kind of went from here to down here by the time this was over with? Did we offer more thanks to God or more complaints? I'm sick of these masks. Why can't we go to, well, I was going to say Walmart, but we could go to Walmart, (laughs) which was crazy. Why can't we do this? Why can't we do that? Perspective. We could have grown. Outward service. Did you, and you know, it's just things I thought about myself. Did you take somebody food that needed it? Brother Dustin's not here. I was going to say, well, I know Brother Dustin did because he got the food boxes every Tuesday and took them out. And we did. We got some boxes and took them. And I think Jane and Miss Dawn got, and Miss Amanda got some boxes. And somebody else. I don't mean to leave anybody else. Anybody out. And I don't know what you did with them. But I know you probably didn't keep 11 boxes of food, right, Miss Amanda? Okay. Um, there was an opportunity for us to serve other people. But I think we were so t- wrapped up in ourselves that we didn't see that. Did you offer to help somebody who got sick? Somebody's husband got sick. Hey, do, ma'am, do you need me to come mow your yard for you? And it's pretty much in the winter, I guess. Well, last summer, I guess you could have done that. But do you need anything? Call and encourage somebody. Because at times, we couldn't get out a lot. You couldn't do it much. You couldn't go many places. But like Miss Betsy said, you could have picked up the phone. So did we? That's the question I asked myself. And then I thought, did you do anything for anybody? <laughs> Very convicting. Why don't we do better? And maybe you did. I'm trying not to look at anybody for too long. (laughs) But why don't we do better? Anybody? We're selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's about like that thing where Sunday is the only day I get to sleep late, so I'm not going to church. That's full of pride and selfishness. 
Yeah. Yeah. Man, you trying to make me feel bad? <laughs> I was gonna say, Brother Kevin's at it for you now, though, because I'll go ahead. How many people, when he said we're going back to Wednesday night, went yes? And how many people went, oh man, I sure have enjoyed that Wednesday night. <laughs> Don't answer that, because <laughs> I'm not going to. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he took away a lot of stuff. Yeah. Again, the question is, did we learn from it? And that's what I have to face in myself. Did I learn from this? You know, God kind of put this out in my heart, and it's all true, I think. And it's something we all need to do some self-reflection on. But... Did I learn anything from it? Or did I not? So, lastly, you were kind of talking about talking about this, Miss Bessie, but you know, if you think you fell short, join the crowd. Because I do too. But as Miss Betsy said, just like Revelation 3 8 says, Jesus said, Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. There's still an open door. This is still not over for some people. It's not completely over, really, for anybody, but it's definitely not over for some people. But our lives should not be run by fear. God said, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. So our lives shouldn't be run by fear. So if we learned anything from it, that door is still open. We can still grow personally, and we can still serve others. That's what the church is here for. All right. All right. Warren, you want to dismiss us?